All right, Albert Breer, let's go. Albert, first of all, congratulations. Uh, yesterday on the Football Sunday show, you told me that the Browns were going to have a big shakeup. You couldn't have been more – even picked the two guys. They are both fired. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, this is just – it's just a, an example of a situation getting so toxic that, um, you know, they couldn't go forward with one or the other because they both had baggage, um, you know, as a result of what's happened in that building over the last month. Right. And got so bad that, you know, I, I know Hugh said a week ago that, you know, they were going to address it, and it really was never addressed. Like, there was just business as usual last week. It was icy between the two of them. Um, and, you know, I think as much as anything else, like, for the first time in a long time, the Browns had a lot of good young players. So you fire roster. Jackson and you fire Haley, but you decide that the way to settle things is with Mr. Sunshine Greg Williams? I mean, yeah. are you kidding me? I mean, that's your answer? I mean, listen, I I know Jimmy Haslam is a terrible owner, okay? That's me saying that, okay? He doesn't have a clue what he's doing. But the bottom line is, how can you tell me he's the short-term answer, Greg Williams? I mean, it was either him or Al Saunders, and Al Saunders was seen in the building as sort of Hughes guy, you know? And so I think the biggest piece of this is that there were factions in that building, Mike, where there was a Haley faction and there was a Jackson faction. And, you know, Al Saunders is the only other logical answer that was on staff if you weren't, if you were going to stay inside the building and with interim coaches, you usually do. Um, and Al Saunders was seen as, you know, I, I mean, almost seen as like a spy for Hugh Jackson in the offensive meeting rooms. And so I think that they, they felt like they had to go with somebody who was completely unattached. I don't think Greg Williams is, is ideal. Um, you know, but as far as duct taping it together for the next two months, right. they felt like it was the best. And he's the interim because everyone in America knows that they're going to try and pry Lincoln Riley out of Oklahoma. I mean, everybody in the world knows that. So the question is, I don't know that Lincoln Riley's going to leave, but they're going to try and get him. And I wouldn't think that they'd be the only team that would be part of that effort. Um, right. But, he, know, but that's his quarterback in Cleveland, so everyone's going to think that, you know. Yeah. That, that, you're right. I, I right. can tell you, I watched Dallas there, too. I mean, if he's going to leave Oklahoma, and Oklahoma's a great job. I mean, Oklahoma's right. And, and, they, and these guys don't have to leave these jobs because they can right. make a lot of money and they get months off, which they don't get in the NFL. So that's why a lot of guys don't want to leave these college jobs now. The money's—I mean, right now the money's not much different. No, no, <laughs> and, and they get—and they actually get some. They can have some. Uh, they can have some uh, cost certainty. They can have some job security. They live in nice places, yeah. and they—they're they're kings. They live like kings, and they get a couple of months of relaxation. Right, and I so I think, like, look, I mean, the NFL is fascinated with Riley. And oh I yeah, tell you this, absolutely. Like every yeah. every team. Yep went through there over the course of the last year. Yep. And they've picked Lincoln Riley. Yeah, he's averaging NFL, nine yards of play and everything else. Yeah. And he's got, yeah, he's, he's become the prototype, you know, they are fascinated with him. Right. So the next step of that, and look, I talked to Lincoln about this over the summer and he said, you know, the year before he probably had like maybe a coach or two come through and watch film with him. Right. He said this year it was almost every team in the league sat down and watched tape with him. And so, NFL's clearly fascinated with him, and you know the next step. And we saw this with Chip Kelly six or seven years ago. Um, the next step is somebody trying to hire him, and I think that that's again we don't know if he wants to leave Oklahoma, but you know I think the next step is you know teams like Cleveland, potentially Dallas, um, you know taking a look at the idea of bringing him in. Um, all right, let's get to the uh, most important stuff. We're talking about Albert Breer. 
Uh, and again, he hit it on the head yesterday with Cleveland, hit both guys on the head too. So now Greg Williams is the uh, interim there. Um, we mentioned, of course, Lincoln Riley, who will be the object of a lot of people's affection. Uh, trade deadline tomorrow. We're obviously interested in the Giants first. Start with the Giants and then branch out wherever you want. Sure. I, I think with the Giants, the, the, the name you want to watch is Janoris Jenkins, um, who plays a value position, um, isn't making that much money. If you trade for him, um, you get him at, I think, about $22.5 million over the next two years beyond just this year. So you have him locked up um, for an extended period of time. He can play. Um, you know, I don't think he's ever going to be a team captain or anything like that, a team leader or anything like that. But, I mean, he's a guy who you can bring in and can be you know, a very effective player in the secondary and probably for the next couple of years. And so I think right now the way other teams are looking at it is he's probably the most attractive trade chip the Giants have. I think the Giants are open for business on a lot of different players. Alec Ogletree is another one who could, you know, I, I mean, I think could garner some interest there. Um, and then outside of outside of New York, um, you know, there are, are a couple teams that I think w- I would qualify as sellers. One would be the Denver Broncos. Um, and Demarius Thomas, I think, is available. Um, I would say on the defensive side of the ball, Brandon Marshall and Shane Ray are two. And teams have asked about the corners, Bradley Roby and Chris Harris. I think those guys can be had, but they've got some depth issues at those positions. They might be a little less willing to move them. Arizona is another team that I think would be a seller. Although I don't think they're going to part with Patrick Peterson. He'd be an expensive guy, Patrick Peterson. And Larry Fitzgerald doesn't want to leave, right? Yeah. Like, look, Larry Fitzgerald's the face of the franchise. So Larry Fitzgerald's only leaving if Larry Fitzgerald goes to ownership and says, I want to go. Right. Um, He hasn't done that. So I think think Fitz stays. I think Peterson probably stays. Um, And Chandler Jones is actually, uh, believe it or not, attracted more attention um, on the market from other teams than Patrick Peterson has. And I don't think he's going anywhere any, anywhere either. And so I think you'd be looking at second-tier players from Arizona. And then you have single players, like kind of these, these single guys in, 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 in different places across the league that are available because of contractual situations. I think, you know, it's a couple of the biggest names there. Uh, you know, Ha-Ha Clint Dick. Um, and Green Bay would be one who, you know, I, I believe is available right now if you're willing to give up a pick for him. Um, is in a contract year, but it's a really good player. Um, and then, you know, I think there are a couple guys in Oakland, Carl Joseph, a former first-round pick, um, and Gary Connolly, another former first-round pick, who I think it's bad. And uh, so you don't think – forget forget Beckham, because Beckham's going nowhere. We know that with that contract. Uh, but uh, there's nothing going on. I mean, Eli pretty much – he said it to me last Monday, and he, I guess he said yeah. it again yesterday that he's not even going to waive his no trade. Yeah, I, I'd be I'd be pretty surprised. I mean, I I don't think it's impossible that you know maybe a, you know further down the road after the season, next season, whenever it is, if they got a new quarterback coming in, or there's going to be that sort of turnover, then you know maybe something happens. I, I just I think it's borderline borderline impossible that it's going to happen over the next 24 hours. So I'm with you. Um, you know, I think Eli is word saying he doesn't want to go anywhere. And, and I don't think the Giants will this be a, well, I, mean, I don't know how long they're going to play him though. With this behind this line, I just don't know how long it's going to happen. I, I mean, right. I, I, I don't know what's going to well, be the end. Not that it matters anymore anyway, but I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't know if he's going to like finishing his career on the bench, but uh, you know, behind a, behind this offensive well, line, it doesn't make any difference. I mean, the line is so putrid. It won't help anybody. So it's not going to be any, I mean, the way it played yesterday again was just unbelievable. 
sure. And we, we, we've talked about this for the last few weeks on Sundays, Mike. I mean, they're finally, I think the last, you know, they're, they're finally being honest with themselves about where they are. They need to blow it up. And this, this yeah, needs to they be do. A deliberate, this needs to be a deliberate rebuild. And so yeah. I think for the rest of the year internally, they're going to be talking about evaluating different guys. And so what's this guy's place in the roster going forward? What's that guy's place in the roster going forward? And the only reason why I, I, I the, the one, the one reason why I would see where I could see where they would move away from Eli, um, and this has happened in other places too, is if if Eli's playing so poorly, if it gets to this point where Eli's playing so poorly, we're so shell shocked playing behind that line that they can't get a, a clean evaluation on the other ten guys in the huddle. That's where I that that that's where I could see it happening. I, I don't think there's a great appetite in the organization right now to throw Kyle Allett out. I there. think if you put him out there, you're just going to get him killed. I mean, that's all. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a kid with no experience playing behind that line is going to have a disaster. And, you know, and, an absolute disaster. And I haven't, and I haven't gotten any sense from anybody there um, over the last five months. I'm not saying he doesn't have any future in the NFL. But I haven't gotten a sense from anybody there that he's been any sort of revelation or no. that they believe they're going to be building around him. I mean, he is what he is. He's a fourth-round pick. Yeah, he's a, they compare him to Jeff Rutledge. So, I mean, there's a perfect example. All right. So do you think it's going to be a very active day? It usually it disappoints, but do you think for some reason this yeah. is going to be a very active day? Well, I think there are three reasons why the trade markets the, – the, the, at least right now what I can tell you definitively – is the phone lines are burning up like they haven't in the past. And there, to me, there are three reasons for that. Um, one, the cap goes up is going up $10 million every year, so teams have more flexibility. Two, you've got younger general managers, guys like Howie Roseman and, and Les Snead have been part of this the last couple of years, where they're willing to think outside the box a little bit more. And three, because there's been so much turnover in the GM ranks over the last five years, what you've got, Mike, is – You've got new GMs or new SGMs in places where they don't have attachments to players who are there. So this guy isn't my first-round pick. This guy wasn't my free agent signing. And so, you know, when, when you've got situations like that where guys don't have that, that, that attachment to players, they weren't the ones who brought them in, they'd obviously be a lot more open to moving them. Sounds good. All right, we'll check in with you and see what's going on tomorrow, but thanks very much. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Mike. Thank you. Albert Breer does a good job for us. Thank you. That's very good. Eli coming up at uh, 5 o'clock. We'll be right back.